Hi friends, welcome to the Unshakable Grace podcast. I am your host, Jamie Lopez, mom of two beautiful girls, criminal justice graduate turned entrepreneur and a huge personal development and growth junkie. This podcast is for people who want to change their lives, know they are meant for more and are ready to create a life by design. My mission for this podcast is to inspire and motivate you to step outside your comfort zone, take action, do the work to build your confidence and work on your mindset to become unshakable and live a grace-filled life. We will grow together through weekly episodes dropping Tuesdays where we will talk about life, we will talk about love, business, mindset, and all sorts of things and hear real life stories that will inspire us to take action because as the saying goes, we are what we listen to. And as my favorite mentor Jim Rohn would say, for things to change, you have to change. For things to get better, you have to get better. For things to improve, you have to improve. When you grow, everything in your life grows with you. So with that said, strap in, hang tight, and trust the magic of new beginnings. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to the Unshakable Grace podcast. I am your host, Jamie Lopez, and I am so excited to be back today. Um, you guys have heard me say this before, but I, you know, there's the good and there's the bad about uh, social media, right? And I think that when you use it for the good, so much comes out of it. And one of the perks and one of the things that I love about social media is that you get to connect from people from a completely different part of the world that you would have never met if it wasn't for being on that platform. And I'm so excited because today I have a super special guest that I would have never met if it wasn't for me being on social media and for her being on social media. So I'd like to introduce to you all um, Fran Field. She is, um, I see she's a mom. She's also a wife and she is a freaking badass entrepreneur. And um, it's just really nice to see how other women nowadays, especially in this day and age, how other women are also empowering more women to step out of their comfort zone, to take advantage of the era that we are in, right? Because I really do think that there's an old nar narrative of like, the only way to make money is just this way, right? Like work. And if you're not making enough, enough money, then work harder. And that used to be my mentality too. I'd be like, well, just keep working, keep working, keep working. And what does that lead to is that we've all seen that it really just leads to burnout. And how can you possibly give the world the good side of you if you are constantly running on fumes? And so anyways, we are going to touch on family. We will touch on business. Um, but first, let's just, friend, let's get right into it. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm super excited to be here um, today. I'm shocked that anybody actually wants to hear me just ramble on for 30 minutes, but what's up? Um, I'm 36. I live in the coolest little beach town in Florida. So I have just a family of feral beach bums. Um, we're lucky if we get our kids anywhere with shoes on. <laughs> the school called me this morning, like right when I dropped them off and I was like, Whose shoes did I forget? <laughs> it's a binder, but that's that's kind of our life. Um, so I have a three, five, seven, and nine-year-old. I've been married to the love of my life for 13 years. We just celebrated 13 years. Um, and yeah, I just, you know, I, I won't get too deep into my childhood stuff, but I think probably just 
what's really important about me is from a young age, I struggled with drug and alcohol addiction um, pretty, pretty severely starting from the age of about 13. And by the time I was 16, I was put into a rehab facility for a year. Um, even at that age, I did not think I was going to make it um, out of my addiction. I was very, very scared. So I kind of took that rehab stint as like a lifeline. And I really put my all into just changing as a person. And at that young of an age, you really haven't figured out um, your core base character yet. So I had this really unique, cool opportunity um, at the age of 16, 17 to just exhibit a self-discipline that I don't think even a lot of adults know how to exhibit. And I just went on this spiritual journey um, that changed me from the inside out. And one of the um, main, I guess, principles of the recovery program that I was in, I did some 12-step some recovery for about 10 years, very intensely, was to always just focus on serving other people. How can you help other people? All of your problems will be solved if you can just focus on who you can help. And so I just kind of adopted that into my life and um, went to school, uh, got you know a double major in undergrad, and then decided that my passion was going to be helping abused children. And so I became a um, child protective services investigator, social worker. I got my master's in social work. And I just kind of dedicated a good chunk of my early 20s to um, helping that vulnerable population. Um, got married at 23. And um, at 27, I got pregnant um, with my first baby. And I worked all through my pregnancy. Um, we were working a lot. It was like a I don't know, man. I guess maybe we're talking about the flack that I get. I guess I've been used to getting flack for a long time because as a social worker, you got to have some thick, tough skin because of the things that are thrown at you and the situations that you're in. You just got to learn how to like keep your eye on the prize, right? Protect the kids, protect the kids. So um, it, I worked all through my pregnancy and then always thought, of course, I'm going to go back to work. Of course, I'm going to go back to work. Like, this is my passion. I went to school. I spent tens of thousands of dollars to do this. Like, I want to do this. And then I had my baby and everything changed. I don't know. Becoming a mom, I did not know what to expect. And I had this little girl and it was just like, I just begged for us to find a way to let me stay home. I just wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I, something in me just shifted so dramatically and my husband was a drug addiction counselor at the time. He had his master's in counseling, but he was starting his own startup um, tech company, which, oh my gosh, if you know anything about that, it is like 24 seven working, you're bootstrapping it. It is just wild. Um, and he is so amazing. He found a way because quitting my job was um, losing our benefits. It was... Um, I mean, it was, it was tough, but he made it happen. And about a year into that is when I thought I want to do something to where I'm not just losing myself in diapers and yoga pants and whatever. And so I actually found network marketing. Um, what year was that? 2015? I don't know. I'd never, I didn't even know what that really was at all. I had no experience with it. And just kind of got into that. And it was such a great relief for our family. It, I wasn't getting paid that much, but it was like a, 
I don't know. It was a, it was a way for me to serve. It was like a passion that was building. I was making, you know, like a thousand to $3,000 a month, which for us was like, oh my gosh, I used to work 50 hours a week in the craziest situations to make this money. Like, this is really cool that I'm a mom and get to do this. And that kind of, for me, um, catapulted my entrepreneurial mind of like, well, what else is possible? Like, I didn't know you could work on your phone on social media and actually make a paycheck. So like, what else is there? And And I love, I love that you say that because one of the things that has changed my life, this is the weirdest thing because we've been running and operating, um, our own family business, right? Brick and mortar business. And I think that there is so many good things that come with the brick and mortar business. There comes a lot of lessons. There comes a lot of trials and, you know, errors and, but I don't feel that having your own brick and mortar business, unless you are surrounded by people that way, I don't feel that a brick and mortar business is kind of like personal development in disguise as network marketing is Right. because I'm with you on that, that it wasn't until I started my network marketing business. It wasn't until, you know, we lost our house and I kind of hit that rope bump of like, is this it? Is this life? Is this, you know, running through the fumes of going to school, having kids, running a business and running it and working 24 seven to then turn around and pay the bank? Like there has to be more than that. Right. And it wasn't until I started, uh, my network marketing business that I w- I started diving into reading, diving into surrounding myself with it. And the possibility of, wow, I think there is more actually became a thing for me. Mm-hmm. But it took all that, right? Like it took going through that. It took being open to an opportunity that I was so like, I will never do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I will never do that, right? It took <laughs> open to then when that door opened to then seeing all what was available and all that was in abundance, just waiting there. But I I heard this and I actually got this from um, Sarah Centrella. She talks about like manifestation comes in the form of opportunity and how your life will only change if you say yes to the things that you are most afraid of. Um, so anyways, I thought I just had to touch on that because you're absolutely right. We don't know what we don't know. And we don't know what's out there if we don't actually put ourselves out there and try new things. Um, so you're saying, okay, so your entrepreneur, entrepreneurial journey began there. Um, and from there, are you still in network marketing? How long did you do that for? Yeah. So what I want to say something about what you said, because it's so true. I see it all the time. Just people commenting on my posts of like, even like, this isn't real. That's not possible. And we all, I feel like we're all trained to think that way initially. And when you do step into something like network marketing, like you said, you had never opened a, a book before you the reason why I feel like people don't make it in social media business or network marketing or whatever the the case is, is because they aren't willing to push themselves past that. This isn't possible mindset. And it's really hard to step outside of that and just accept that. Yeah, it is. Why would I have to work 20 hours a day to make X, Y, and Z like yesterday? 
Um, I worked, I worked like, I don't know, put it all together, probably five hours while my kids were at school. I made over $17,000 from social media, right? Like that is possible. It is possible, but people just aren't, they don't think it's possible for them. So they don't think it's possible for anybody else. It's just, just a matter of like pushing yourself outside of what you've been taught. Right. So, um, I did, I, I've been in network marketing, um, since 2015, I ended up, um, starting a new company, uh, in 2019, I believe. And that went very, very, very well for me. I ended up making about three and a half million dollars in four years. I, I performed at an extremely high level. Um, about a year ago, a little over a year ago, I decided to step back from that. And I do, I am still active. I still make a passive check on what I've, I worked for, but, um, something in me, I just got to this point where I felt like I'm talking about time freedom and I'm talking about being a present mom. And that is not what I'm living. And I, you know, you just, I felt, I don't know how to say this. I felt empty. Like empty in the sense of like, I'm missing my kids. I'm just not a present mom. And it wasn't what I wanted for myself. And you can't pay me enough money to, to miss out on these moments that you can't get back. And so, um, you know, I did a hard thing and I stepped back and I knew it was going to happen when I did that, but that's what I did. And this last year has been me being just present with my children and off of social media, completely, completely off of social media, um, and just recalibrating and resting and getting back to what's important to me. Um, and that's kind of what I did, uh, until just recently. (laughs) You know, uh, you mentioned something about how you just weren't in a sense aligned with it anymore. Right. And so I, I, I've actually experienced certain things in life where sometimes I've worked a job or I started something one of my hardest things to do is, and till this day, I think this is, you know, something that I struggle with is when I start something, I feel like I have to take it to the very end, even yeah. if I'm no longer aligned with it. And part of it is just, you know, like, obviously I, when I started school initially, this was way before we were running our own business. I was like, I want to be in law enforcement. And so I want to do this and I want to do that. And I love law enforcement, right? For me, the biggest thing is somewhat aligned in the sense of like, you know, uh, child trafficking, home, uh, Department of Homeland Security and all of that. I was like, that was my, you could juice me up if we had conversations about that, right? And then we started running our own business. And then I started seeing a shift inside of me where I was just like, I don't know that I can go and work for someone else. I don't know that I can go and be told what days to take off or you need to work holidays or you need to do this. And Mm-hmm. And it and it changed, right? But I had already started school. I had already started my degree. And I said that I was going to get a degree in criminal justice and do this and do that. So <laughs> towards the end of my um, my schooling, so many people were just like, you are so miserable doing school. Why are you still doing yeah. it? Like, because I said I was going to do it, you know, and, and I, I finished it. I did finish my degree. I, you know, pushed through it. But I don't know. Now looking back, I'm like, why? Why did I do that? It's a degree I'm not even going to use. I ended up with, you know, 
loans and here I am. And I'm like, why is it is so hard for me to just do a hard stop if it's no longer aligned with me? And I think that a lot of it, like in my case is one, because that's how I'm hardwired from, you know, being a child, like if you're going to start something, you need to finish it. Right. And I think that a lot of these things are hardwired in us from our parents, other things. I I think it's just fear of like, what are people going to say? They're going, yeah. you know, what are they going to think of you? Oh, does she start something and then quit? Oh, you know, she just dabbles with it. And I think especially now in this day and age where social media is so prevalent, everybody's watching other people's lives. And if they see you start something, they see you then a couple months later, not doing it anymore. They think, oh, she just dabbles. She's not serious. And I think that sometimes that in itself makes people, you know, um, continue pursuing things that are no longer within their, within their alignment. And how do you feel about that? Like, do you feel that that has ever been an issue with you where you, you've done something because of other, what other people are going to think or say about you? Gosh. Yeah. It's just, um, maybe you're like this. I, I have always carried around, not always, I guess, after, you know, my transformation when I was younger, but I've just always carried around this like um, heavy sense of personal responsibility, like this heavy sense of like people are depending on me and relying on me and looking at me and I don't know. And so it, I probably held out a little bit longer than I should have, but it was really just a coming back down from it. It's, it's like a bubble. It's like a, it's like a little fake world like I was treated so highly in this company by people of like oh my gosh it's Francesca Fields this blah 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 and I I just remember being like when I go to Publix nobody knows who the heck I like that is the real world so like my job is what is eternal for me or what is like what is long lasting is like what is put in front of me and that are that's my family that's my children that's my I really it was very very hard um, but it was just, it was like, okay, you're literally faced with the decision to keep pursuing success, worldly success and achievement in money or what's truly important. And I don't, I mean, maybe I, I think some people choose the other, but I just wasn't willing to do that. No matter yeah. what the like physical consequences were, you just get to the point where it's like, this is a very serious, like decision to make, you know? Yeah. So what would you say are some key lessons that you've learned along the way during that journey that have, that have helped you now mm -hmm. make future decisions and help you with who you are as a person now? What are some of like the biggest life lessons? It's really just a constant check, right? Like check yourself, check yourself, check yourself. Um, what I, what, what I experience and what I see other people experiencing who start to make a lot of money really quickly or start to achieve, you know, success in an industry is it puts it in your head of like, I have to keep performing at this level, at this level, at this level, at this level. I mean, at one point I just remember, you know, my check went from 120 K a month to 90 K a month. And I felt like a failure. And I was like, what is wrong with me? It's just that like, you could just burn yourself out or run yourself into the ground. And 
What I realized though, and I'm so grateful I had this experience is no amount of money or outward success is ever going to fulfill what's inside ever. It just, it's not going to happen. And so now I just have this very realistic, like, yes, the money is great. It's awesome. But like, that's not that it's neutral, right? That's not what's fulfilling me. Like I just consistently bring myself back down to like, what's important, what's real, (laughs) what's in front of me. Why am I doing this? I'm doing this for my thing. Like I'm doing this to have more time with my children or to create opportunities for them that maybe they wouldn't have, like just really keeping myself, my feet on the ground, I guess. And not, not beating myself up. If I didn't achieve at the level I achieved at yesterday, it doesn't, that doesn't matter. So Um, And I actually just posted something about that on my social media. I think it was yesterday or maybe the day before where I got this just random message, which I think, you know, divine intervention and God always has a way to just kind of nudge you and be like, Hey, you're being too hard on yourself. Right. Because for me, I actually struggle with that is I am my worst critic. I, I, I criticize myself for everything. I don't really ever feel like any of the things that I've done are enough. And when I really do start making a list of like all the things that I've achieved, I'm like, oh, damn, like I actually do see it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not only having being able to help like the family run and operate a brick and mortar, um, putting myself through school and finishing, you know, um, starting jumping into network marketing and having success in that. Right. And then of course, yes, you're going to hit certain plateaus. Like I think that is the biggest mind fudging thing <laughs> like that people will join you and quit and you think it's quitting on you they're quitting on themselves right so it's like but it's doing the personal development is doing the things that are going to keep you grounded um and I got this just nudge the other day from a friend that said I'm watching you like I see all the things you've accomplished and I just want to say that you know I'm very proud of you and I was just like well why does it always feel like it's never enough? Why does it feel like you've not accomplished enough, right? And so you're absolutely right. I think if there's one thing that I've also taken away from everything that I've done so far is you have to figure out what's gonna constantly keep your feet on the ground and remind you of what's most important and why you're doing what you're doing. And that at the end of the day, you do have to be your biggest fan and you have to pat yourself on the back and say like, you're doing the best that you can and that is enough. Mm -hmm. And so I like that. I'm glad that you shared that. Now, would you say that once you kind of assessed and saw that you weren't no, you weren't any, or you weren't in alignment anymore with what you were doing before? Was that like your pivotal moment of when you just did a hard stop or how did you get out of that? Like, how did you finally come to the terms of saying, like, I'm done? Yeah, that would be such a hard decision to make, you know, if you don't have your values clear. One, I mean, yeah, I kept doing like, up until that point, it was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, do this. Like, I'm not going to travel. Right. And I'm just going to do it all from home. And then it was like, okay, I'm not going to be on zoom calls every night. You know, it was like, I just kept like compromising with myself to see. And it was just this feeling of like, no, no, no. And I think at some point you just like, you, you put yourself through so much like internal pain that it just becomes so clear to you. Like, okay, you're not going to get the peace 
that you desire until you do this. And it is going to be tough. It is going to suck. You are going to make people mad. You are going to piss people off. There are going to be consequences to it. But the result at the end is exactly what you're looking for. And honestly, for me, it's what felt like it's what for me, what I felt like God was commanding me to do. And I I felt like I'm never going to feel fulfilled and peaceful and in alignment until I just obey. Right. And that's what, and I got to that point and I was like, all right. And I can do hard. I, I can do really hard things. And when I know something is the right thing to do, no matter how hard it is, I, I can just do it. And I, I took it, I took a lot and I just realized like, this is the consequence of digging myself yeah. into yeah. this hole. You know, and, and life is hard regardless. You either stay off alignment with yourself. Yeah. You're going to deal with all that. There is the turmoil inside that you're not happy. You're not fulfilled just to please others. Or do you put yourself first, live in alignment and live your life and give people the courage that you have so that they too make the bold decisions to do the things that align with them in their life. Right. Like, and I feel like either way, it's going to be hard. Is there, um, is there a role model in your life that you really look up to that has helped you along the way in some of these hard situations? Um, obviously my husband, he's probably like, if I'm going through, if I, if I have a dilemma, where I'm like, what is the actual right thing to do? Like the only person I can confidently say that I like, I will go to this person, get the answer and know that, okay, that's what I need to do is my husband. Like he just, I don't know. I just know that he is going to put me like on the right path. Um, so that, that's been pivotal for me. He's just been kind of my, like my rock in all of this and just keeping me focused on what's important. Um, obviously I'm pretty active in my church. So I, I started this like very, um, tight knit all last year. Um, we did this very intensive, like a Bible study workbook thing. And that really kept me just, um, focus on what's right and just changed me. I feel like this last year. Um, so that's what I would say. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I, I feel that those are two most, if, I, I, for a very long time was not a practicing Christian, as some yeah. people would say, right? Like I, it, it took our family going through some really hard and challenging times, trying times that I finally is when I said, okay, I'm obviously trying to live my life without you at the center. And that's when I decided to really like go to church, dive into the Bible. And so I really do love that everything you just said, right? Like the Bible says that, you know, your husband is before your children and they yeah. if you lean on them, they are your rock. Right. And so things like that. And I love that you also talk about, your church. And I think we are so consumed by everything that's going on. Again, back going back to social media, we are so consumed about everything that's going on in this world. And sitting behind a screen, sitting behind a phone that we forget the community is the most important things in our lives. And finding the people that are going to truly and genuinely be there for us, like our church, like the community, 
of our, you know, of our church is one of the best and biggest things that is there. It's a resource. People are there to help us, right? And to, to guide us and give us sometimes a shift in perspective, because I feel that social media is so how to make money, how to do this, how to, you know, all the worldly things. And if you just recenter and refocus and go back to what, what is the platform that you're building? What is your foundation that you're building? It should be based off of, you know, your faith. It should be based off of your values, your family, what comes first. And then after that is when you should be focused on what, what can be next. And I've actually struggled with that, right? Like I've, I've struggled with, the and for me it's like the pressure I want to break you know this whole generational wealth right like I want to leave my children with something I want to do this I want to do that and I feel the pressure because my parents and I come from a third world country I don't want to leave my children in the same situation right so I feel that pressure but I have to constantly sit back and remind myself that I will not find fulfillment in worldly things. And I will not find fulfillment in the things that are tangible, right? Things that can come and can go. And so I love that you touched on those things because I think that those are true, true assets that people can really rely on. Now let's switch a little bit and start talking about um, business here. So how do you approach risk-taking and decision-making when it comes to business? Because you you made a decision not too long ago to start something that you, I'm assuming, knew nothing about, right? And you've had massive success with it. So let's start there. How do you approach risk-taking? What's your take on that? Are you just kind of like a let's go for it. Or are you one that like researches for hours until you have all the answers? Well, it's got to feel, I'm very big on like, I I get feelings in my gut. I get feelings of like that. Yes, this is right. I can see it. I can, it's like, I can, it's like, it's already happened. Um, I was a little bit off with my feeling, but I feel like it it was just part of my journey. So um, I knew it was right for me to start looking into doing something else, um, back in April. And I had conversations with my husband. Like, I think I'm ready to like get back. It's got to look different, but I think I'm ready to start dabbling, you know? So I did, I found that like one of the affiliate marketing courses. And I thought that was it. I had this feeling in my gut, like, this is what you're going to do. And it's, you're, it's, you're going to have success. Like, this is it. And then I went, I thought, okay, this is it. And then when I started getting into it, I was about two weeks in and I was like, this is not it. Like, what do I do? This is not it. (laughs) Dang it. Like I was wrong. I had like put this goal out there of like, I'm going to make a hundred. My goal is to make a hundred K by the end of summer. This was in like late April and about two weeks in, I was like, wow, I put, I mean, I started new socials. I had to, because of my previous business contracts. And I was like, who saw this? Like, this is not going to happen. This is not it. And then I found the digital marketing course and it was like, yeah, this is it. This is it. And so, um, I just get this feeling it. I don't know how to explain it. And once I know, like once I see it and feel it, the path is so clear. Um, and so I just jumped in and, um, just started going for it. I had a new social media. I think I had like 900 followers at that point. I had just been promoting like an affiliate thing for a couple of weeks. 
And I was just really excited and nervous to prove to myself that um, my success wasn't hinged or based on what I had built previously. I was kind of excited to see if I could do something fresh, brand new. Nobody knows who I am. Like I'm not even connecting my phone number to that social media. I am just going to build this from the ground up. And that was really exciting for me. Pretty early on, I, I hit um, resistance with people and that kind of threw me off kilter. I had, I had about three days where I was wondering if this was going to be for me or not, because I saw some things going on that I was like, Ooh, I don't know, just in the, in a community I was in, I just didn't know if I really aligned with that. And then I found another place, like another community, same thing, just different group of people. And I just made the decision, like, I'm not going to let anybody slow me down. I will be ethical. I will be genuine to myself and I am just going to run. I don't care if I trigger people, <laughs> like, I don't care if people want to slow me down. I'm not going to let it happen. And once again, my husband was the one behind me saying, go Fran, go like you scare people go, <laughs> you know? And I just decided, I just made the decision to do that. So that's so good that he supports you that way, you know, because oh, yeah. sometimes we, we feel the weight of the world that people, you know, what they're saying, what, what are they thinking? How are they judging that that in itself is a major kill for so many people's dreams. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that I can say that I've gotten so much better at it in the past. Yeah. I, I think that we all at some point are so worried about what people think and say. But you have to get to a point in your life where you say, okay, enough is enough. They're not paying my bills. They don't right. come to me or, you know, they're not here when emergency hits. They're not. And so when you start reminding yourself of that, that people are not going to be there when you most need them, you start to care less about what they think and what they say and more about what you start feeling in your gut. And I think the intu intuition is a huge thing. And and if we followed it more often, I think that our lives would look completely different. But for so long, I think that for a huge part of our lives, when we're young, we care so much about what people say that we go in the direction of what society tells us, that we go in the direction of what the status quo is, that we go in the direction of what, like this, it's almost like sheep, right? We're, you're being herded and you're all going in the same direction. Well, yeah. being a lion and going in the opposite direction, right? And you're going to see your life completely change. And so I love that you decided to just say, you know what, I'm going to stick with it. And if my biggest fan, my biggest supporter is saying, go with it, run with it, then I'm going to do that. And so what are some strategies that you use to build and maintain, you know, your strong network? You obviously had a network in the past. Now, when you say you started from scratch, you, you, you talk about like you started a whole new social media, how do you start building a strong network? Because you have gone from 900 to over 20,000 followers in what, 10, 11 weeks. So what is it that you do to foster a strong network and a good following, a strong following? You know, one of the reasons why I was very like doing that affiliate marketing thing uh two weeks in being like mm, this is not it was because I felt like the way I was supposed to market it based on what I was being told was to be sneaky 
I don't know. I don't do well not being able to be just transparent and genuine. So I, you can, even if you scroll down to my like previous videos, you'll see I was robotic. I was not who I am now. And so when I got into this new thing with, um, with the digital marketing course, I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I am going to lay it all out on the table. I'm not trying to trick anybody into this opportunity. I'm not trying to make it look one way until somebody gets in the door and then reveal what it really is. Like, here it is. Here I am. This is exactly what I did. This is exactly what I do. This is exactly what it is. Take it or leave it. But I'm just going to have to be completely myself. And I feel like when people allow themselves to do that, without trying to be what they think they're supposed to be, um, people relate to that and they shine and they are able to create the community and the connections and the fellowship within their network um, because they're, they're attracting people that relate to them and everyone kind of gets the sense of like, okay, I can be myself too. That's why I do those stupid like dancing videos where I'm like, look, I can be a fool on Instagram and I can still be successful. Like, let's just shake off the robotic script. Like, let's be perfect. Like, let's stop because nobody feels like other people start thinking, oh, then I'd have to be like that. And, you know, I can't do that because I can't be like that. Instead of just being like, no, you know what? There's people out there for me that relate to me that can be themselves with me. Like those are the people I want to attract anyway. So let's just put it out there. And yeah. I, I think people are hungry for it. I think people are hungry for a genuine person on social media who is just laying it all out on the line, you know? Um, <laughs> and I agree. I feel like some, including myself in the past, you know, you, you show up as what you think people mm -hmm. want to see you as. Yeah. And what that does is it diminishes your light and you're robbing the world of who you truly are as a person. And um, I interviewed, uh, she's, um, she's a beautiful soul. She's within our company and she talks about how, oh, what's uh, Bill, Bill Graham, I think, has the quote that says, like, you know, your courage will strengthen the spine of others, right? And so if you just show up as your true self, your authentic self, then you're giving other people the courage to do the same thing. Um, but there was something else I was going to say along the lines of that is that um, transparency now more than ever, I feel that it is key in any business. And if there is someone else telling you otherwise, I think that this is where you need to learn how to follow your intuition and your gut. And if something doesn't feel right for you or aligned for you, then don't do it. And yeah. it's funny because for the longest time, right? Like I've spent thousands of dollars on coaches and, you know, one will say like, no, you know, you need to be more empathetic, like, you know, care about people's feelings and then this and that. And then other ones could be like, no, you need to be who you are. You need to. And I'm just like, well, which one is it? <laughs> you know, so, um, because my character, you know, comes off as a very strong character. Like I am like hardcore to the T, like if you're going to waste my time type of thing, then let's yeah. not even bother, you know, because I have tons of other things to do. And I really am trying to sort and I'm trying to look for the people that do want to change their lives people that do want to do something with their lives that are not going to sit there and whine like oh this is so hard after two no's yeah. 
come on. Are you kidding me right now? You know, so, but, but you're, you're the type of personality that I seek out. So I respond well to that. I'm like, no, shoot, shoot me straight. What are the steps? What do I do? Yes, let's, do- let's get rid of the fluff. Let's yeah. not go there. Like, just give it to me straight. Don't waste my time. Even if you have to give me acronyms, what are we talking about right now? You know, it's like, yeah. and so for the longest time though, I felt like, no, that's too alpha. No, that's too strong. It's putting, you know, it's, uh, it puts, uh, puts off a lot of women and for a very long time, I would not, I'd be like, no, no, that don't, don't show up, you know, don't show up that way. And most recently now with, um, with how things have changed, even in just my personal life and doing, you know, I had to go back to work for the past six months just because we have a lot of business ventures going on. And I finally, it's like I, the last day of work, I kid you not, friend, I, on the last day of work, I was just like, I feel like I'm dying inside. Yeah. <laughs> I feel yes. like I am dying inside. Mm-hmm. And finally, I said, enough is enough. If you like me, great. If you don't, then yeah. there's the road as well, you know? And yeah. so, that is who I am. Like I am pretty hardcore. I don't, I can't, I can't even send myself complaining. I check myself every so often. Like you ungrateful, you have this, you have that, you know, like how can you sit there and, and complain about this or complain about that? So, but you're absolutely right. It's just be transparent and attract the people that are for you and the ones that are not, then, Hey, go looking for someone else. Right. And so, um, can you share a personal habit or routine that has contributed to your success? Is there something, do you have like a morning routine? Do you have an evening routine? Is there something that you do daily that attributes to the success that you're having now? You know, I think I just tell people like, you have to have your steps that you're going to take and you just do them no matter what. So like for me with this, I was like, all right, three reels a day. I've not missed a day in how, however old my Instagram is like mid April, three reels a day. That's that, that is like my non-negotiable. So that, that it might be different for somebody else, but the trick is, and what I try to tell people is like, uh, of course it's going to be slow at first. Of course, you're going to be talking to yourself on your stories. No, but you know what? You're going to suck. But the cool thing is nobody's going to see you when you suck because no one's following you, but you're going to get better and you're going to get better and you're going to get better. (laughs) And the whole thing is like that self-discipline and consistency of showing up every day, doing your steps, whatever that is without, without ever seeing results. And I feel like if you can do that, then you can handle the steps that, that take when you start seeing massive success, because I, you might understand this, but the there the challenges that come with no results there are even bigger challenges that come with massive results all coming absolutely it's you have to prepare yourself and train yourself to be able to handle it on both sides you know yeah um and i think that a lot of people don't understand most of us have this like um you know, we are not seeing results. So the self-doubt starts to creep in and the, well, is this even for me? Is this legitimate? And if you don't stand firm on the things that you believe, that is when all the other things are just going to take over your mind. Um, Which is why I'm a firm believer of personal development, like really develop your mindset to, to what you believe, like, what do you believe so strong in your core and continue working on that? 
Um, but the other thing is that when you have great success, most people don't even know that sometimes you hit su such great success and big su success in life that then that becomes a scary thing. And it's just like, whoa, 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 oh, take yeah. the foot off yeah. the pedal, right? And so, and then it comes back to, again, old beliefs, like, you know, am I worthy of this? Can I make more? Like, and there is, there's the polarizing opposite sides of each end. And so- um, no, I completely understand where you're coming from. It's just, you know, one is battling getting over this hump and then you hit another hump and now it's okay. How do we get over this one? So what have you done that has allowed you to continue going or are you, are there things that you're struggling with right now? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we kind of talked about it. I mean, I, it's been so interesting for me because when I started this whole thing 12 weeks ago, 12 weeks ago, yesterday is when I launched, there was 500 people that knew about it or were doing it. Hardly anybody on Instagram, everybody was doing it mainly on TikTok. And it was just this, like, I don't know, this like, like thing that I felt like I, not very many people knew about, but it was really exciting and all this stuff. And now it's like, it's disrupting, it's disrupting and it's triggering people and it's shocking people. And I am getting things from all angles, from within the community, from in other industries of like, stop sharing how much you make and this and that. And these people are after in this and like, just, you know, lies and rumors and blah. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, y'all. Like I wasn't trying to like, it's just this weird thing <laughs> talking to people of like, you know what, if I was sharing that I was making $500 a week, nobody would care. But because I am shocking you and scaring you and pushing you past what you think is possible, you want me to shut up. And I'm just not down with that. I've just kind of created this, like, whereas in the past, if I hadn't taken this year off to really reconnect with myself and just just come back down to where I needed to be I wouldn't be able to do that but at this point I'm like no I know what I've been given I know what I'm capable of and unless it's wrong I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like dumb myself down or make myself smaller so that you don't feel uncomfortable like why it doesn't matter why you know so I'm getting a lot of different things from different angles of people that I just truly feel like for some reason I am triggering them. Otherwise what? I have no effect on them at all. Why do you but think aside from the possibility of, well, I'm not even gonna say possibility because you've obviously achieved it, but why do you think aside from the money, why do you think it's a trigger? Um, different things for different people. Um, one, I think some people think that if I continue to achieve and succeed and talk about that in some way, shape or form, it'll affect their success or results. And so it would just be easier for them to feel better if I were to just be quiet and kind of like sneak back and let them, you know, people have been like, you know, save some for us. And I'm like, Y'all, it's, yeah, I've made a ton of money, but it's like not that, it's a high ticket item. It's not that many sales. Like it, this is not even close to being saturated or like over talked about. Like, what do you mean? Like there's Plus, so there's, much more to be had. 
there was eight billion people in the world. Hello, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, we're close to. <laughs> And then I think, you know, people in other industries, they feel like it's affecting their bottom line. You know, maybe they're a coach and their their thing is helping struggling people in a certain industry. And maybe this provides a solution for those people. And now they're like, oh my gosh, well, you know, who's going to need me? You know, so let's just tear it down. To me, like I always, I'm always looking at like, okay, the bigger picture, right? Like if you feed a man a fish, okay, great. You fed them for a day. But if you teach them how to fish, then now you've taught that person how to make a living and how to survive. Yeah. How to live, right. And I always, I don't know. I always feel that, or at least how I looked at it from the beginning was like, okay, if I learned the basic skills mm-hmm. of one of the highest paying industries in the world, and I can make money off of it. Now I have abundance to wow. actually pay for the coach that I've been wanting to pay for. That's going to cost me 150 grand for yeah. the whole year. And I'm thinking yeah. to myself, that is where my mindset goes, right? Like, what am I going to be able to do with the money? Like, oh, pay for more coaches. Oh, pay for yeah. better skills. Oh, pay for, you know, higher thinking people, higher level people. High, like all that is where I guess. And that's the difference of when you truly are in business to continue growing as an individual and not just for the money because the money will come it will go it will come you know from all different angles different places but i'm always thinking like if i am not growing if i'm not developing myself if i'm not adding value to other people by the things that i'm growing then what am i really doing yeah you know so i always see it as in like okay great this is kind of a little foundation where i can possibly make more money to put in my bank so that i can go and spend yeah. it on someone else <laughs> so and people are like well you know maybe it's not long term maybe it's not that and i'm like what is guaranteed like what if you what if you did this for 6 months mm-hmm. and you made $100,000 let's just say and you were able to put that $100,000 that you didn't have before into an investment opportunity that's going to grow for years and years and years to come. Like think beyond what you think, right? Like, I don't know. So all I can think is that it's affecting people because it's affecting their security in some way. And they think this is going to infringe upon that, right? I, that's all I can think. And so they're, they're the only way they know how to stop that is to completely try to tear it down. Yeah. And I've, I, I've first, also heard, go, go ahead. Sorry about that, friend. I just, at first, I wanted to respond to everything. I wanted to defend myself. And then I was like, no, that, that is the reaction they're looking for because that takes me off my path. Mm-hmm. That takes me away from my growth because that is me putting energy into what doesn't matter, which is their opinion of what I'm doing. I need to stay on course. And so that's kind of what I've been doing. Like, cool talk, cool talk. Like that's taken away from your bread and butter, but I'm not, I'm just going to stay on my little path. And that's been a growth, you know, growing, but um, I can do it. Yeah. You know? uh, one thing I have heard is uh, that it's not sustainable. Do you see it being not sustainable? No, because like you said, is my goal to sell the same course for 20 years? No, but who makes a course with the goal of selling that one freaking course for 20 years? The goal is to get your feet wet, to gain the experience, 
to gain the knowledge, to then branch out and create something else that you feel passionate and excited about and start promoting that. And then to grow even further than that and do something else. And so is it sustainable um, if we all keep selling one course for 20 years? No, but that's not the point. You're missing the entire point. This is to 12 weeks ago, I would have laughed in your face if you said, oh, Fran, you should create your own course. I would have been like, not a chance. <laughs> I don't even know where to start now. Yep. Heck yeah. I am like brainstorming, writing things down, doing research. Like I cannot wait to expand. So what this opportunity gave me is exactly what it was supposed to, which is a foundation, some yeah. skill, some growth, some knowledge to then carry it on. So I don't know. People just aren't thinking further ahead. So where, so where do you see yourself? Let's see here. I'd say in a year with how things are going, do you see yourself putting out new courses? Are there things that you already are kind of leaning towards? What, what is one of your passions that you would love to maybe even create a course around? Yeah. So what I've been doing, I'm always kind of in the mindset of like, where's the gaps and let's fill it. Like what's the need and let's like figure out how to fill that gap. And so it's been really cool to talk to so many different people on a daily basis of, I need this. I need this. Can I have help with this? And just literally I get on my note and I'm, I write it down. Like this is what, so I am just literally right now, what I want to focus on is helping absolute beginners. Like absolute, like, how do you make a reel? Like we, we've been doing this for how long? Like to us, it's like, oh, you just (laughs) make a reel. I don't know. But some people are like, no, no. Like, how do you actually make a reel? And so I want to fill in those gaps that I see in the very beginning, because I think there's more people now that have never, ever done anything on social media other than scroll who are like, okay, it's 2023. The economy is kind of crazy right now. I'm seeing people online make money. Like, how do I get into that? We're expecting them to jump in on point F because that's where, you know, we're at. Yeah. We got to take it all the way back to point A, right? So that's kind of what I'm focusing on right now is like my, my first and foremost. And then we'll see in a year, who knows, like, who knows what I'll be one of those persons buying it because I'm still on point (laughs) B. So (laughs) yeah. Well, you know, I, social media for me has always been one of those, like, yeah, I've connected with people, but I've never really truly used it to really grow my business. And it wasn't until, like I said, a few weeks ago where I was like, I am dying inside. I am not doing the things that I feel that are aligned with me showing up as the person that I feel that is, is me. Right. And it wasn't until then that I've now (laughs) have spent the time these past couple of weeks, just getting, you know, more clear on like, okay, who is it that I want to speak to? Um, Who's my, who's my audience? Um, What is it that I really want to do? And why do I want to show up on social media? What value do I want to add? And then just kind of sitting down and creating a content calendar, because I'm one of those, like, I have to visually see it. If not, it's not happening. And organization for me is a huge thing. If I'm all over the place, my brain is like scattered, and I cannot figure things out. And I don't know if anybody else is like that, but I'm it just doesn't work for me. So I have to get things down, plan things ahead of time. Um, and so, yeah, no. And finally now I'm, I'm sitting down and saying, okay, instead of wasting my time, like I have done in the past, okay, have a plan and then 
you know, be able to track and reassess and go back what's working, what's not working, right? Because what you don't track doesn't grow, which is another right. thing I truly do believe. So, um, so yeah, I'll be one of the ones buying your course so that I can get it together. <laughs> but all right, so let's, uh, we're going to wrap it up here. I want to definitely respect your time. What are some books? Are you a reader? Do you, are there books that have changed your life? Oh, I mean, other than uh, just, I mean, like I said, I'm very spiritual. So obviously the Bible, um, this last year, certain books in the Bible completely changed my, my life completely. Um, so that, other than that, I'm a reader, but not of maybe like mindset things. I like to read mystery books. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably not what you're talking about. Um, what are, what are the books in the Bible that have changed your life? I always find uh, that very intriguing. Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes was so pivotal for me this last year of everything is vapor. Everything is dust. Like basically like you will never achieve enough to feel, feel fulfilled. Everything is, can be gone in an instant. Um, and that just really like got me out of that like hustle, 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 like more, 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 like never feeling content. It was this constant feeling of discontent. And I, at that point was making more money than I had ever made in my life. And it was not enough, not enough, not enough, not enough. And it was really reading Ecclesiastes over and over and over again, where it just took, it brought me, it brought my feet back to the ground yeah, and I could focus on what's important. And for me, that was the eternal. And it, it it's not achievements. It's not worldly. It's not money. That is all. Um, it's just farce. It's just not. I don't know. Just not important. So that was extremely pivotal for me. I love that. I'm gonna have to go and really. I don't think I've actually spent much time in that part of the Bible. Oh. <laughs> the old old. <laughs> I'll have to definitely um, go and spend some time there. Um, is there, let me see here. Do you have any specific approaches to goal settings as far as, you know, the goals that you have right now in place and measuring your success once, once you place those goals? Yeah, so goals for me are more so things that I can control. I feel like, you know, setting a hundred K by the end of summer, like that was just, that was a feeling that I got and put that out there. But then two weeks in thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not going to hit it. It's like instant disappointment because it's not necessarily something that I can control. That's a result of my actions and my actions are what I can control. So I like to set goals around things that I can actually control, like put into place. So for me, goals are more so like, my non-negotiables every single day, like mm -hmm. doing three reels a day. It's really important to me to answer every single message every single day. Maybe it'll take me 10 hours to get back to you because I get so many messages, but I don't ever just want people to feel like they're a number to me or that they're not important or that they're not actually talking to a real person. Like those are just goals that I have. And I feel like when you show up in those ways and do the things that maybe other people aren't always willing to do that it just, those compound in some way and take you to the results, you know? Um, so that's, those are the kind of goals that I have is like, yeah. here's my checkbook, non-negotiable, no matter how I feel, 
I think a lot of people have a hard time disconnecting themselves from the emotional, like, um, just the emotion of it, of like, today, I feel like nobody's listening. So I'm down. So I'm not going to do anything. And you just, you have to disconnect from that, you know? Yeah. 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 Which I think it's uh, one of the reasons why a lot of people give up or quit, you know, and oh, fairly soon, fairly quick yeah. because of the external sources that have nothing to do, you know, um, with you personally, but anyways, um, one last question for you, my dear. Um, and then I will let you go. What is one piece of advice you would give someone that is probably sitting on the fence of doing something, but is afraid to take that leap of faith because of judgment or because of fear of failure, um, or all those, you know, things that pretty much are self turmoil that stop us from actually going after the things that we want. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's funny. If you really take a step back, we all have the same fear. Like what are people going to think really and truly everybody is more focused on what you think about them than what they think about you. That's kind of, that's kind of how I like everyone's so scared of that. It's holding people back, but that's kind of where you have to just connect with yourself. And, and like we talked about that one person or the one or two people that are just for you and who are objective and like, okay, is this right? Or is this not right? You know, that's what matters. Like, is this for you, for your character, for your morals, is this right? And if it is, then just blocking it, blocking it all out, because most of us are scared, like, well, what are they going to think if we fail? But then <laughs> what are they going to think if you don't fail? Like, what are they going to think if you succeed? Because there's a whole other mess that comes with that, that we talked about. So it, you're really not going to win either way. You just have to learn how to block that out and stay on your path and stay true to yourself and just go, just do it. If that's what you're supposed to do. Like, I'm fully aware that this path is not for everybody. So I have people that line out to me, um, you know, this, this, and this, like, should I do this? I am never going to be like, oh yes, absolutely. You need to do it. Sometimes I'll be like, Hey, listen, I think you're going to have a really hard time. Like I would really research and decide if this is right for you or not. I'm not here to put people in a bad situation. So you, you really just have to like figure out if this is your path. And if it is, then you can't really care what other people think, you know? Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much. That was a beautiful answer because yeah, you have to be able to separate kind of compartmentalize your life mm -hmm. in a way where the moment you decide and you make the decision of what you're going to, you know, stand for, what matters most to you, what's most important, really just put everything else to the side or in a whole different department and not ever worry about it. Right. And just continue pressing forward. So Thank you, friend. I appreciate your time. Um, I did we hit an hour? I was so I was like, I, I don't want to take too much of her time. I know ah, she's doing good. <laughs> so I appreciate that. But thank you so much, my dear, and have a great day. 
Okay. What a great conversation. I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation and I hope that you did too. So if you listened all the way through, thank you so much. Uh, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Um, leave a review, rate it, share it with a friend or two because that is how we grow. I am not paying for any ads, nor am I interested in doing so currently. Um, really, when I started this podcast, I wanted it to be um, another way of just adding value in bringing you stories of other entrepreneurs, of other moms, of real life things that people are going through so that you can see that you are not the only one, right? And sometimes all we need is to hear someone else's story so that we get that burst of inspiration to make those bold, scary decisions decisions, right? So with that said, friends, um, I did mention last week that if you are sharing the podcast on your social media, make sure that you are tagging me at underscore Jamie.lopez. Jamie is spelled J-E-I-M-Y. And I do spell it out because it is not your typical because I'm not typical. So with that said, make sure that you are tagging me in at the end of every week on Fridays, I will pick a winner and I will buy you that cup of joe for the week. So um, other than that, you guys go be unshakable, go change the world, go add value to other people's lives and have a great week.